Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, welcome to another episode of Secrets in the Saddle, all things cycling with your host, Sylvie. And today is Coach's Corner, and I just thought I'd get in here quickly you might notice on the video that I'm still in my bike shorts because literally I thought I'd just jump in here because we had a big discussion in my cycling uh, class today about heart rate and zones. Okay, so this is, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to bring anything new, but a, it depends on where you're training and what you're following. Okay, so I've done, I've been uh, teaching my 16-week road cycling program uh, for the last 15 winters. It's been a winter program. It's been um, on location here in Ottawa, Canada. And um, this year, of course, completely online, which is fine because now I can get, you know, I can target and help more cyclists around the world. But the difference is that when we used to be in location, we used to train on bikes that had power. And we were able to do MAP tests. And if you don't know what a MAP test is, it's an, a maximum aerobic power test. It's just like a VO2 max test, it's the same thing. Um, and what we did is we did these tests on spin bikes that had power, like the Kaisers and the Cyclops. and um, so we are able to have zones like watts, like heart to follow, not heart rate zones. But the thing is that we we provided both because we got both data. We got the zone data of your maximum output, basically where you max out. And if you've never done a maximum aerobic power test, this is what it looks like. <laughs> so you start off at a wattage say well for let's just say if you're kind of like new to cycling it would start off at 80 watts and every three minutes the wattage would increase by 20 watts so you go from 80 for three minutes to 100 for three minutes to 120 for three minutes and you always have to keep a cadence of 90. so you always have to keep a cadence of 90 until the point where you basically max out and you can't keep you can't keep your 90 rpm anymore and that's when you finish the test so that's your maximum aerobic power where you can't hold your 90 rpm anymore at the wattage that you're at you finish it up and boom your maximum aerobic power is say 
140, 120 for guys could be 300, three, for women could be 300. So anyways, that's how you get your maximum aerobic power. That does not include lactic threshold, which is where you prick your finger and you take blood at the different intervals. So I'm not gonna talk about that. That's something totally different, really. You can basically tell when you're hitting your lactic threshold. You don't need a blood sample to, to, to say anything. That basically, that's when you're starting to blow up and you're reaching your maximum level. The lactic acid starting to build in your legs and you're very close to finishing. Um, okay, so that's the way we used to do it. And so this year, we haven't been able to do that because everybody's online. They're all over the world. Everybody's on a different type of trainer. So from smart trainer to dumb trainer, um, it's wide spectrum. So what we've had to do is we've had to rely on heart rate zones. And we did, I sent documents where, where you calculate your heart rate zone. So it was based on your age and your like female to male. And then the important part was your resting heart rate. So if you have your resting heart rate, it gives you a truer um, FTP number. So basically calculation helps find your zones. And when you have your resting heart rate, that is more true to the person, not just your age minus, or your 220 minus your age equals, you know, zone one, zone two, zone three, zone four, zone five. Now you add the heart resting heart rate into the calculation and it gives you a truer set of heart rate zones for the individual. So that's what we did. Now <laughs> in the program, and not everybody is running on watts, so we have to run on heart rate. And when we do our drills, we do a lot of drills like zone two, to zone four. We don't spend a lot of time in zone three. It's, it's considered the garbage zone. Basically, you're not in zone one and neither are your zone four. So it's kind of like you're not really training for anything. So we typically don't train a lot in zone three. Now, the big conversation was, and a lot of our training is really gear, geared towards pedal form. Pedal form, meaning like kick off the top, power down. So it's like a box. You're kicking off the top. So you're driving the knees forward from 11 to 2. Then you're powering down from 12 to 6. And then you're sweeping. So, you know, you're scraping, you know, scraping the poo off the bottom of your shoe, that kind of analogy from like 5 to 7. And then you're pulling up from 6 to 12. So we practice a lot of the pedal strokes because really this is, this is the one thing that any cyclist can control is how they pedal their bike. You know, because there's different, people are different sizes, they're different weights, you got different types of bikes, but you have to pedal, each bike you have to pedal with your pedal. And this is where you can really um, focus on true form, increasing your form, which then increases your efficiency when you're on the bike by about 20%. It is absolutely ridiculous when you get this. Then it translates into cadence. So we focus a lot on cadence. 
So if you want to get faster, obviously you have to spin faster. And to spin faster means you need a better pedal stroke. So you see how it all kind of comes together? Now, today we are talking about, um, so we did some drills, some tempo drills at 90, no, sorry, 90 and 100 RPM. Sometimes we go 110. And you really, I say, okay, you have to stay in zone two. So a lot of us, some ladies are like, well, I can't keep my heart rate in zone two while I'm trying to focus on my cadence. Where do I focus? So here's the thing. When we do our program, we're focusing on the cadence because that's where we want the strength to happen, right? We want to get faster. We want your legs to be better going faster on your bike so that you can go faster. 70 is not fast. 80 is not fast. 100, 90, 100, that's fast. And then it's about, and then, the, but the question is, how do, like, if I'm focusing on this, how do I focus on my heart rate because I'm in zone three or zone four? And here's the thing, it's just practice. You're not going to get on your bike and expect to be able to control your heart rate while you're trying to do a drill. It takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of training. So first of all, don't beat yourself up because of it. Just understand it's a process. Now speed, when you know we're just talking about speed, it's fast, right? And 90 and 100 RPM is faster than 70, 80. We have to agree on that, right? Now, there's a lot of things, and I'm just gonna add the conversation from the whole class at the end where I was talking about it and you can kind of see us, we're sitting on our bikes. So this is where getting onto the YouTube video is, might help you. Um, that, you know, we have, okay, so there's some things you can do. You can drop your gears. So you can utilize your, utilize your gears. So you drop your gear into an easier gear to spin faster. That might help. Okay, because it's not about being in a heavier gear and trying to go fast. Like if you want to be in zone four, that's probably something that I would be, I would coach on and ask you to do. Or you can start engaging your breathing. Okay, this is another thing like learning how to breathe. So, so you're not always like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like always out of breath. That's another form. So when you're talking about breathing and I could do a a little coaching thing on this too, is utilizing your full lung capacity. Typically, we only use the top quarter. Like, that's like the top quarter of your lungs. You need to breathe in about four or five times to really fill them up and then expel. Okay, so that's first one. The other thing is, you know, stop dropping your head, keeping your lung way open, um, and just knowing that it's a process of getting healthier, getting fitter. Okay, here's the thing. We can build stronger hearts. Now, if you go to my coming out shortly in the next couple of weeks with Hunter Allen, we talked a lot about this, um, about the economy and the efficiency of cycling. And, and I asked about building a strong heart. For me, I always thought like when I think strong heart, I, 
um, you know, building a strong heart. I'm like, okay, muscle, you could build a stronger heart muscle, which means it gets bigger. Cause I've heard of hearts getting bigger. It's just like building a bicep. But in essence, what he was saying and telling me is that your heart walls get thinner as you get fitter. So therefore you have more capacity inside the heart to move around the blood. Now, is that not cool? I was like, wow, I got to read up more about that. You decide where you're going to follow on your, when you're training, are you, do you have proper zones for watts or are you going to follow your heart rates? Because you can't do both because typically if you're fitter, you can push heavier watts at a lower zone, a lower heart rate. And that's kind of what you want to end up doing. It really comes down to picking what you, where you want to train or where you can train, like I said. And that's why I wanted to get in here because a lot of people just sort of beat themselves up because they think they're not getting fit and they are getting fit, but they're trying to really work at, you know, matching heart rates with pedal strokes or heart rates with zones and all sorts of things, but you have to pick one. You have to pick one and focus. So like I said, in our program, we focus a lot on cadence because we are working on strength, power, and speed. Heart rate is a gauge. The fitter you get, the more you're able to control that gauge of your heart rate while working harder. So can you agree? The fitter you get, the harder you can work at a lower heart rate, right? Your legs are, you can, you can push your lactic threshold much further before you hit that limit. And then it's, it becomes down to body awareness. And here's the thing that I was just thinking about that I forgot. When we're talking about heart rates, there's a couple of things that play like, there are huge culprits in your heart rate being able to keep a consistent, strong heart rate. And that's called stress and sleep and overtraining. The thing is that we have the conversation. I have no idea what you're doing during the week, how your sleep patterns are. Do you have a stressful job? Are you stressed out the max at, you know, just trying to get your training in? Sleep plays a huge role in how your heart rate show up on your training day. So if you, if say my class is at 7.30 in the morning, say you had a shitty sleep the night before, like Monday night, you did uh, a lot of training over the weekends and you show up and you're like, my heart rate will not come down. Like it's just, it just went up and it's staying there. Okay. That is an indicator because A, you're tired. Nothing you do is going to bring that down. doesn't matter. It's the same if like it just stayed in zone one or a hundred heart, heart rate and no matter what you did to bring it up in the drills, it just never moves. There's so many components when it comes to especially heart rate because it is really based on your body. Zones are numbers. It's what you're going to put out. So again, you can be training, you can be tired, you can be stressed. You can, you know, it all comes down to like how much power you can put out in your legs. If you're tired and everything, then you're not going to be putting out much power. 
and you have to track that back. Now that's a whole other conversation, but this is just where I wanted to end, like just to finish it up. All I can say as a coach is determine where you as an athlete are going to train. Are you going to focus on your heart rate? Are you going to focus on the watts? Because you can't do both. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you have any questions, please put them in the comments. I'll definitely get back to you. Um, and if you have a moment, please give me a five star if you like this, if you found some good value in it, maybe it answered some questions, maybe you still have some questions. Like I said, put them in the comments and give us a review. Give me a review as a coach. Uh, you know, I, my mission is to drive this to the top of the cycling podcast. I'm here for you as a coach, level three national performance coach here in Canada. I've coached over 900 women. I'm getting into paracycling coaching. Um, I've been a commissioner. I am a, a bike club founder, owner, um, and I've raced. And it's just, I've just been in cycling for like over 20 years. Now, <clears throat> don't forget to check out cycling website, cyclingskillspro.com. If you're, if you like the idea of like being in a course that focuses a lot on pedals, like skills, like what we're talking about, um, drills, heart rate zones. My last one for this winter is the eight week and it starts in February. So you will not find a program like this anywhere. It's one of a kind. It's exclusive. You have a Facebook page. You have access to me. I have two other amazing coaches that have been with me for the last five years coaching this program. I've been coaching this for, I don't know, I say 16 years. I get so much reviews and um, feedback about, you know, my clients really using this for, you know, outdoor riding. And since everybody's inside, you can put them to work immediately. Um, and with that, so go to cyclingskillspro.com, go check out my website and please subscribe, put those notifications on for my YouTube channel and my podcast. And I'll see you next week with another coach's tip. Thanks a lot and have an amazing day. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.